Welcome to the podcast where you eavesdrop into conversations between my friends and I on a weekly basis. My name is Lily Jo, I'm a singer, songwriter and I perform shows all over the world. I'm a qualified counsellor and an emotional well-being coach. You can also check out my award-winning online mental health resource, The Lily Jo Project. I know you will find gems of wisdom within the conversations that I have with my friends. Hopefully you will find tools and resources that you can hold on to, try and test for yourself all around the important subject of mental health and personal development. I am so pleased to welcome you to today's episode of Eavesdrop. On today's episode, I'm in conversation with my friend and host of TV's The Mum Show, Marina Magdalena. We talk all about her family's decision to home educate, how to prioritise self-care as a family with a chaotic schedule and tips for overcoming insecurity in order to live a more confident and purposeful life. Stay tuned and listen. You are welcome to Eavesdrop. Ooh, so today I'm excited to introduce you guys to my new friend. I feel like Marina is my new friend and she's one of my new favourite people. (laughs) It's so good to have connected with her. And I met Marina because she invited me onto her TV show, which is called The Mum Show, which is currently airing across all Christian media television stations. It is. In the world. And Marina is one of those women who just makes you feel at ease the minute you sit with her. She's kind, she's brave, she's adventurous, and I'm excited to have her with me today. I really want you guys to get to know her and to follow everything that she's doing. So welcome, Marina. Thank you. (laughs) Did you like that introduction? I did. I'm going to write it down, put it in my bio. (laughs) Yes. So we are in Manchester City Centre, and we're just going to have a little kind of chat about all things that Marina's up to. Yep. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I've just had a free life coaching session with you, basically, so I feel fantastic. <laughs> we didn't record that part, did we? We didn't actually record the part where we were both saying how much we're drowning at life. Yeah, it's true. We're not going to tell the listeners that we're actually no, really drowning no, and overwhelmed. We are rocking it. We're doing amazing. <laughs> so true, though, actually, isn't it? We've yeah. just both been talking about how life is actually really hard when you're an entrepreneur, when you're creative, when you're a freelance. And actually, sometimes you just need to ask for help. Yeah, absolutely. I I just don't think that we're we're not made to do everything and we can't do everything. And sometimes you just need to chat it through with someone and talk it talk it out and try and figure out a strategy because otherwise you just end up you don't end up moving forward Mm. if you're constantly battling with what you got. Not at all. And we've both been reading a book called Key Person of Influence by a guy called Daniel Priestley, who we'd love to meet at some point. We've already Mm. just kind of hashed a plan about how we're going to meet this guy so if you're listening Daniel we're out to get you (laughs) but this guy talks about team and how important it is to have a team and how playing a football match you can't run around the pitch all by yourself you need a team of people who are kind of 
helping you to win the game. Mm. So we're just talking about that, weren't we? Yeah, and I think it's really interesting because there is that side of it where you need a team to be able to get more stuff done. But what I really enjoy, like we filmed the Mum Show last year around April time, and I thought I had created the format, I thought I'd created the package, I thought I knew everything executed to the final detail. But the minute you bring the team together, so many more colours come out of wow. it. Like it's so much more richer. And I think having a team isn't just about being able to tick more boxes, but it's actually opening up the potential of what you're creating to have more minds, more imagination, more more ideas coming into it, that we can create something so much richer when we do that. Yeah, that is amazing. And actually, sometimes we can be afraid to do that, can't we? Because that can bring up all kinds of insecurities within us. But we've just also been talking about insecurity and how it just is so destructive yeah. to growth, isn't yeah. it? Like, if you're so insecure that you can't share, yes. that you can't invite other people along on the journey yeah. to join yeah. you. I think it's like, it's trusting that what you carry, what's inside of you, is, is gold, it's great. It's greatness that's ready to come out. And nobody around you can take that. No one around you is a threat to that. And actually, when we bump in alongside other people, it's not that somebody else's light is going to rob yours. No. It's just that we all get a little bit brighter. Oh, I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love her already? She's just amazing. So tell us about The Mum Show. Ah, The Mum Show is 33 episodes of fun, of parent chat, but it's also got this really nice, strong mental health edge to it. So we're just looking at all things to do with family and parenting, relationships, and how how to live a really good, wholehearted, fulfilling family life so that everybody in the home is getting to flourish and live at their best. And you guys are a really great family. <coughs> Two children. Yep, Lilia and Reuben. How old are they? So Lilia's just turned 10 and Reuben is 7. 10 and 7. And tell the listeners what's different about your family life. So I think about nearly two years ago now, we took our kids out of school randomly and started home educated. What was the process behind that? I think it was a really long process. So Lilia had got to the middle of year three, so she'd done three years at primary school, and Reuben had done a year and a half. And I think, like, for each child it was slightly different. So for Lilia, she was just shut down on board. And for me, that isn't acceptable. Like, I don't mind what grades she's getting. I do mind if she is detaching from her passions. And that was what we were finding, that actually she just she just lost the, the buzz and the energy and the excitement. And there were also just... Her life was becoming so much about really negative friendship issues that you're like, do you know what? You need to know that the world is so much bigger than that. Mm. And Reuben has a very severe form of dyslexia. So it meant that it impacted his speech and his ability to process language. But he's bright as a button, absolutely fantastic, a complete creative inventor, empath. And it just wasn't an option for me to see him shut down because of shame, because he can't keep up. It wasn't an option for me to say, we're going to push you through the school system, you're going to resent everything 
every minute of it, but don't worry, we'll sort you out when you're 16 or 18. It was like, there's just no need. Yeah. So we took what felt like a massive step to pull them both out of school. And I felt like everybody in the world was looking at me like I was completely mental. It was, it felt like the bravest thing I'd ever done. Wow. But I think it really triggered for us as a family a really strong sense of identity. So if we can home-ed our kids, what else can we do? Hmm. And I think for us that, well, for me, that was the most freeing thing I'd ever done. I'd always worried about what people thought. And the truth was that when I decided to home-educate, most people thought I was completely insane. And being able to be happy in that, being happy that I was completely swimming upstream mm. and being okay with that because what came first was my children and their their mental health and their emotional health and development actually for me was probably one of the most releasing things I've ever done. Wow. And I sometimes look at your life and go, oh, they're so free. <laughs> Which, you know, we have to plan everything around the school diary. You know, can we go there? Can we not? How can we make that work? How can we not? But you guys can just go wherever you want, whenever you want, and have adventures. How has that been for you? It's been amazing. It has been amazing. I think we've, like, there's no denying it's loads of work. Like, it is pretty exhausting. But it's just things like I had a meeting down in London. Um, and so we just made the most of the family rail card. And just after my meeting, we all did the science museum, the history museum, oh, we caught so a show. Good. And the kids are just learning so much while they're doing it. And it's, I think that's the thing you have to intentionally make the most of. So there's no denying there's going to be things that we can't do that other people can do. I can't go and work out in the gym nine to three. I can't have lunch with friends very easily. We are now. Yes. <laughs> this is why I love doing this podcast because I get to see people. Yeah, but it's not it's not as easy to just find that kind of space. But you just you just maximise the benefits of it, I think. And so we do get to do a lot of great stuff as a family. And we've also got to meet lots and lots of other families that are home educating who we, we wouldn't we wouldn't know yeah. if we weren't doing that. So it's been really interesting. So you've found a sense of community within the, the homeschooling bubble? Yeah, which is weird. Do you know, I've never met such a diverse group of people as home educators. It's really bonkers. But it's, yeah, it's just, it, there's definitely a sense of community, a sense that everyone's got each other's back. Some people have chosen Great. to do that from before their kids were born. Other people are responding to how their child is developing or growing. But I think there is definitely a sense of solidarity mm. that I've found. I've met lots of nice people. It's great. So how do you maintain mm. your emotional well-being and your mental health whilst really being on, so to speak, 24 hours a day? Like you don't get the respite of school? Yeah. So how do you make sure that you are okay? What do you do? What are your kind of self-care tips or practices? Mm. I think probably there's two things. The first thing that we've had to become really strict about as a family is laying out space for everybody to just be and everybody to just have their time 
like so quite often like the old way of, for us as a family of doing things would be I get my space when the kids aren't there well we've all had to learn how to get space when each other are in the same building yeah so actually there's times when I'll say to them guys you need to go focus on something because I'm gonna go for a nap see you in 30 minutes <laughs> or you know I just need to do some reading or and actually they're beginning to see me take care of myself which I think is probably a really good thing it's you know so I need some space right now I need to do this I need to do that so you just keep yourselves busy <laughs> go and do go and occupy yourself they often hear me say go be productive just go be productive <laughs> yeah which is really good because that's when actually they start to create something fantastic and they'll get caught up in doing some painting or doing some building or some creating of some description and then you know I'll go and check on them an hour and a half later I'm like okay yeah um, but they've got into the zone with something so we do try and make sure that we're just respectful of each other's boundaries mm. but sometimes I need to sit in the sunshine for half an hour with a cup of tea yeah and you just need to respect that it's boundary because that's what I need mm. I need and to try this this is good try mm. this at home myself yeah just I, I think if you if you rely too much on a schedule to give you space then I think I don't always want space when they're at a club because my kids go on a Thursday to my mum's and on a Friday there's a home ed tennis club that they go to all day but actually sometimes there's other things I need to book in then and that's not a time when it's all just self-care and I need to be able to create an environment in the home where it's my home and where I can say right now I just need to find a bit of time to have some quiet to read a book to listen to some music to do what I do to recharge my batteries and actually they are beginning to learn that they need to do the same and so they've great. got like especially my little boy is seven and <clears throat> the other day he was just we'd, we'd been traveling we'd been doing a road trip we were in Barcelona and I said I think you just need to go and lay on your bed for half an hour and just think to yourself just have some quiet and he did and he's seven oh, and he literally that. just went and thought for like for 30 minutes he just laid down a thought about life and he he just looked out the window over the, overlooking the port and all the ships coming in and I just thought you know for him that's such an, an essential tool to be yeah. able to do that so I'm pleased we're working through it it's it's been a struggle to get there yeah and we still have to keep working at it mm. you know and yeah. reminding ourselves to do it I love that so I feel like as you're self-caring you're teaching them how to self-care mm, I hope so yeah which is such so. an important tool yeah because as an adult how do you learn that yeah. like I'm having to relearn how to self-care because I don't feel like I've ever been taught this is how you self-care yeah so I think that's amazing you're just literally leading by example and showing your kids that actually if you need space ask for it and then go and get that space that you need yeah I hope so mm. <laughs> that's the plan love that plan I was shopping the other day out in the I think I was in Aldi or somewhere and I had the kids with me and I don't usually do that because I usually do it when they're at school mm. so I was shopping and they were moaning and bored and I was like guys you know this is a once in a lifetime thing that I'm making you do and you can't even do it respectfully, cal calmly, like allow it. Like we're buying food so we can all eat. Mm. And I usually don't do that with you. So can you just like change your faces? <laughs> 
<laughs> and yeah, I just feel like we need to teach our kids, don't we? Like how to actually yeah behave in situations and that they don't always get what they want. Yeah, I think it's about like for me. I think learning to live in community is really important. Mm. And so actually, sometimes they, I mean, I said to my daughter a couple of weeks ago, I was like, do you know what would be really helpful for me because I'm not getting enough work done, and I think the best thing for me to do is get up really early in the morning. But I don't want you to have an unproductive start because I'm preoccupied. And so we just scratched our heads together for ages. We kind of did up a plan. And then we agreed that she would make the family breakfast first thing in the morning. And she was so excited. She got a fresh notepad. She took everybody's menu. She wrote down how she was going to do boiled egg and dippy soldiers. <laughs> this sort of thing. She's going, oh, mommy, I just love responsibility. I just love it. It feels so good. And the thing is, it's carving out time. And it, you know, whether you home educate or not, it's finding time in your schedule to say, if this is a family value, if you being part of the community is a family value, then it's going to take longer at times, but we need to just find a way for that to happen. And even before, if I would say to her, can you empty the dishwasher? It would be like, I hate emptying the dishwasher. It's the worst job. But this morning, because it was after breakfast, I didn't even ask her to do it because she just saw that as part of doing the family breakfast. You know, And she'll get herself up in the morning, she'll get self-dressed, and she'll, and she'll make breakfast for everybody. And I think whilst part of me is like oh you know she's a little kid and she, am I treating her like Cinderella I think the other part of me thinks actually it, you know she's learning to live in community and the fact that things yes. don't happen magically yeah you have to roll your sleeves up sometimes to help yeah. things happen and that my work is no less important than her work mm. that my need to relax is no less important than her need to relax and so actually it's not about I think it's really good to serve our kids but I think it's really good for them to learn to serve us too yeah wow I'm gonna like instigate a new thing in my house now it's like <laughs> Saturday mornings you have to bring us breakfast in bed or something Do I it. think they'd love it <laughs> of course they would they'd absolutely love it it'd be so exciting yeah Season two of Eavesdrop is kindly sponsored by Mediconf. Mediconf promote excellence in health education throughout the UK. For more information on Mediconf, go to mediconf.co.uk. Please find the links in the description box below. So, anything else that you want to say or share about the whole home education life? I think for us, the whole, the biggest importance about home education is understanding who you are, why you're here, what resources you've got within you to make a difference. And so, for us, that meant taking time out, and it meant removing ourselves a little bit from what felt was a roller coaster that we couldn't get off of because, you know, my little boy literally could not speak a full sentence but was expected to write reams at the weekend for handwriting practice. So things like that, we're like, do you know, life is moving way too quickly for us to be able to process the here and now. And, and for us, that was actually taking a different approach to education. But everybody has got different issues going on. Everyone's got different things. And I think it's really useful to take a pause and say, what is obstructing me 
from really finding out what's inside of me, what I've got to give, what fulfills me, why I'm here. And I think if you can take the time to just move some of those obstructions, that, that may not be schooling, it might not be anything that I've discussed or that I've found. It might be that it's um, you know a certain hobby that you have or a way that you spend time or it could be a, a relationship that isn't good for you. I think if you find what it is that is stopping you from living your full life, from living out your full colours and the greatness that you've got inside of you, I just think we're not on earth long enough to not get rid of that. Mm. Like, it's worth pushing that to one side and I saying, let's move away some obstacles and let's just see how everyone can live at their best. Mm. And it's what you were saying at the beginning about how sometimes when we're not secure in those things, we become competitive. But when we do become secure, I think that's when we get to live in community, which is what we're designed for. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any tips on how to live a more secure life? Let's think about them, like even together. Like how can somebody who's living in insecurity move past that into a life where they're taking steps into a security, security in themselves? I know this might sound a little bit insane. (laughs) But I think it's really powerful. We can spend a lot of time obsessing over where we don't measure up obsessing over where we're not good enough or how we're not as beautiful or we're not as talented or we're not as intelligent or we're not as sociable all these different things that we're not enough at and I sometimes find that if you dedicate a few moments to imagine yourself not somebody else yourself living at your fullest doing the things you love being picturing yourself in that place and just really enjoying that and celebrating who you are in your imagination I honestly think that that starts to impact your behaviour your decision making and when you start to change how you behave I think other people start to change how they see you and behave towards you as well and I think there is a real security in celebrating who you are not who you wish you could be but that passion inside me what would that look like if I was absolutely loving it yes does that make sense that's so good and I think when you follow and pursue the things that you're good at that you're made to do instead of stressing out about the things that you can't do Mm -hmm. I just think that is the biggest confidence boost you can have yeah yeah and I think as well love all of that that's definitely tip number one I'd say tip number two would be to encourage others yeah yeah and like when you see something in someone else that almost you want encourage that Mm. like if someone's really really good at singing for me I want to say you are amazing come and be on a record with me you know (coughs) not oh no she's too good she can't feature on a record with me because Mm. you know she'll make me sound bad no if you've got a great voice come and join in it's that kind of thing isn't it so encouraging that and remembering to say it like remembering to say you look great today I love that lipstick Mm. on you or I love the way you've done your hair today or and that's really superficial but yeah but it, it doesn't feel it when you've just received that compliment uh-huh. it doesn't feel superficial True. it feels like oh that is really nice I've yeah. done something well today my hair yeah. looks good yeah one more tip for living a secure life it's got to be staying present isn't it Ooh, in the moment yes. so just being aware that 
you know, it's those top tips. On a mum show, we get to work with Emma, who's a psychotherapist. She's basically helped me understand everything I need to know. Emma is great. She is so fantastic. And, you know, she'll always talk about things like being aware of your breathing, being aware of the sounds around you and the space around you. And I think there's something really secure about being alive and appreciating being alive and being in the moment. Yeah. And actually, if you are feeling insecure about something, it's like, okay, I'm actually feeling insecure right now. Something about that person is bringing up something in me. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. What Why is did that? that trigger Why me? did that trigger me? So then you need to look at what yeah. that is and work through it. Hey? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Do you know what's really funny? <laughs> we were saying the other day that my kids find it hilarious. I always give myself a high five. I'm like, oh my goodness, I just made everybody a really nice dinner. Oh, I am so good at that. I make rubbish dinners actually. <laughs> but it's like, there's nothing wrong with just encouraging no. yourself and going, oh, I did really good at that. Yeah. Like, why not? The, we don't need Absolutely. to. Ever, we don't have a special number of credits. No. We can only no. congratulate ourselves three times a year. Yeah. Do it all the time. <laughs> so it feels good. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Dave saying to me recently, he's like, oh, "Have you had a good day?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, it was so productive." And he went, "That's a change, then." <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I just feel like I do have really productive days. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's okay to say. You yeah. have really productive days. Some, yeah, totally. And sometimes I'm like, I'm so great at congratulating myself. <laughs> I'm so great at encouraging myself. Yeah. And I find it really funny because I wasn't, I did used to really struggle with my self-esteem. Mm. I think when I was a young teenager, I stopped eating for quite a long period of time. I felt like loads of my future hinged around my weight. I had, I didn't have the confidence to ever speak out, so I did acting and I felt really happy hidden the character. But when it came to being really vulnerable and open, that was really scary for me. And, and I know all the little things that happened as they do when people just weren't kind or, you know, the things that led to that. So I haven't always found myself in a place of being able to encourage myself but when I got married we went to Argentina about a year into our marriage and uh, we were playing tennis and I was like I'm rubbish at tennis to my husband I'm rubbish at tennis and he started going just pretend you're a tennis player okay I want you to say I am a tennis player he's just messing around you know I want you to say I am very good at tennis so I was going I am a tennis player and I am very good at tennis anyway I had the most fun I had like loads of fun we just played for hours got completely burnt and blisters all up my arms but it was really good fun and it just triggered something in me because I started doing that all the time with things I am really good at organizing the socks in my drawer oh my goodness but there's something about celebrating those small everyday things so good it means I don't need to become the president of America to feel good about myself because I know how to organise the sock drawer. Yep. And there is something about just being really celebrating those tiny things in life that I think build us to just be grateful for who we are mm. and be grateful for what we have and what we can offer. Just being secure in ourselves because yeah. we are good at X, Y and Z and we, we recognise that we're good at it. Absolutely. And we're okay to say I'm good at it. Yeah. Uh, Dylan had an exam the other day, my son Dylan, and before he left the house, I made him stand in the mirror Brilliant. in a power pose yep. and just look at himself in the eye yeah. in a power pose. He went and totally smashed the exam. Yeah, I was like, it's so true. Like, yeah. if you go with that self-belief 
I think self-doubt robs us yes. of so much stuff. Oh, I can't approach that person, or I can't do that, and I can't yeah. do this. But actually, why not? Yeah. Oh, that Nelson Mandela quote, I'm going to put that in the description box below. I can't quote it right now. <laughs> but the one that says about how, who are you not to be brilliant and amazing and oh, shine? I love, I love that quote so much. Yeah. And I often read that to myself, and I often pin it, in, pin it on Pinterest boards, and I'm just like, mm. yes, why, why can I not shine? Why can I not stand out? It's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. the world tells us, and people around us tell us, nah, you know, you're not that great. Well... Who says? Yeah, absolutely. I just think that the greatest wealth in the world is in the human soul. And we don't value it enough. We don't value the lives of others enough. We can, you know, not to get too political, <laughs> you know, you can just see at times when there's poverty or there is mass movement of people that have been displaced and things like that. And I sometimes think, we, I really believe we undervalue how much wealth there is in the human soul. Like, what incredible strength lies within these people. You could have the cure for cancer right in there. You could have the next Harry Potter novelist right in there. You could have the next, you know, Picasso to bring the whole new movement in. You just don't know what lies within the human soul. And I think if we start to value our own humanity, we'll actually start to value everybody else's as well. And it's just that gratuitous circle of, I don't need to feel insecure about you because I'm not insecure about me. I can celebrate you because I'm celebrating me. Yeah. You know, and I think it's just that case of saying, I'm alive and I am brilliantly and wonderfully made. And I can celebrate that. You know, there's nothing to stop me from celebrating that. Well, thank you so much for today's wisdom and advice. You are absolutely wonderful. I love that you're in my world. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much wealth and beauty within your soul. And thank you for everything that you bring and everything that you do. Oh, likewise. For the world. <laughs> and there's so much more to come from you. And we just are excited to follow along on the journey. So how can we follow along? Right, so if you are a parent, then you can check out Mum's Show on social media. So we're on Instagram and Facebook. Even if you're not a parent, if you're really interested in how the human mind works, and that's just a really great place to go. And if you are creative and you are interested in media and broadcasting and entertainment, you're a performer, you're a, a producer or anything like that, then get in touch with us through Imaginarium or find me on social media as well. And we would just love to hear from you. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. And we'll put all the links to Marina in the description box below so everyone can just click at a button and find you. Aww, we'll see you there then. See you there. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. On the podcast, we cover a range of sensitive topics and perspectives. Some of the points raised in this episode you may strongly agree with or strongly disagree with. I want to know who you are and what you think. Last season we had so many downloads, but we don't know who you are. I want to get to know you. I really want to hear your thoughts and continue the conversation. And that's why I've created a brand new Facebook group. You can find the link to the group in the podcast description, or you can search for Lily Joe Presents Eavesdrop on Facebook. 
on joining the group, we would like you to fill out a very short questionnaire and in return, you will be entered into our competition for a chance to win some Lily Joe merchandise plus a day in the studio with us as we record season three of Eavesdrop. The winner will be announced on Friday the 22nd of March, so don't miss out on this opportunity to connect in this way. I am so excited to get to know you. I will see you in the group. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please be sure to subscribe. And if you're feeling generous, why not share with your friends? Please check the description box below for extra links and further information to some of the topics discussed in today's episode. Also, you'll find information about what's coming next. For further information, top tips and advice on all kinds of mental health issues, including low mood, anxiety, self-harm, eating disorders and more, please do check out www.thelilyjoeproject.com. You can find my music across all digital platforms, including Spotify and iTunes. See you next time. and 2020 I will be touring high schools across the UK and Europe with my Let's Talk About Mental Health interactive and fun workshop 75% of those with a mental health condition start developing it before the age of 18 that's why I believe it's so important to let young people know what to do if they are struggling with a mental health condition and how to maintain good mental health If you would like me to lead this workshop at your school, please do get in touch. Email us, admin at thelilyjoeproject.com or why not check out our schools pack, which is www.thelilyjoeproject.com forward slash schools. We can't wait to meet you. Are you feeling stuck? Do you need a little help to get your life back on track? Do you have big dreams but don't know where to start? Why not book a session with me where we can explore together your dreams and turn them into a reality? I offer life coaching to individuals through my unstoppable life coaching business. Why not find a link in the description box below and book today? And don't forget to use the unique discount code eavesdrop for an extra 10% off. Looking for an interactive workshop on how to overcome low self-esteem for your next festival, youth event or schools workshop? Why not book me, Lily Jo, to lead my brand new I Am Worthy workshop where I teach best practices on how to overcome low self-esteem. This workshop is not just for girls, but it's for your guys as well. Find a link in the description box below to book today and don't forget to use the unique discount code eavesdrop for 10% off.